Um, hey, welcome to another episode of In Those We Trust podcast, Trust Sports Talk. Got my guy Liam in the building, and of course, the brother Yannick in the house, man. As the spring comes, we know who the spring ballers are, and Yannick is one of these guys, the spring ballers. We got to talk about some baseball. Liam, do you want to kind of I, – I, I looked into it. I knew going into the year that we had some changes to come, that the mm-hmm. the, the, the sport was looking to have a, uh, a new coming of how to keep our fans interested and not just our diehard fans <laughs> when it comes to the mundane time of August, July, and in, in those times. And I did talk to a Phillies fan, and he is one of those diehard, like, Phillies guys. Mm-hmm. And he actually talked about some of the rules affecting – the Phillies more than anyone else based upon, especially the shift rule. So I'll let you get into it, Liam, and then we'll, uh, we'll bounce uh, back and forth. Yeah. Well, I pre- I mean, listen, a little bittersweet um, that we're, we're leading off with baseball. I'm fucking pumped. But the fact yeah. we're leading off with it is, is for a bullshit reason. Uh, Yannick is oh, no, a, former, a, reason. a former collegiate ball player. Uh, Malik and I grew up playing ball with him. Um, wanted to get your take, Yannick, on a bunch of things. Obviously, we'll all kind of dive in. But to give a little brief background on some of the changes that we've been seeing in spring training early on, bigger bases, a pitch clock, throw the shift away, and only throwing over twice on a pickoff move per batter. It's it's absolutely insanity. We'll start with the pitch clock because I think that that's probably been the biggest thing early on. Matt, so I saw start- that the pitch clock is 15 seconds with bases empty. Correct. And then 20 seconds with a runner on. Yep, and then Yannick and I were just talking about it too <clears throat> before we jumped on here. The batter needs to be looking at the pitcher ready to go with eight seconds left. So yeah. there's a timer within the timer. Um, again, we've seen spring training games end with called third strikes on a batter <laughs> not being ready. We've seen pitchers just being rushed and batters being rushed. It just looks to me, if I was just a regular, and again, I'm a diehard baseball fan, you guys know, but if I'm just a regular dude flipping through the channels, and I'm watching that at-bat happen where this pitcher looks rushed and this batter looks rushed. Like, it looks unathletic. Like, it just looks stupid. It's not going like to make me want to continue to watch this game. Yannick, I'll turn to you first to get kind of your thoughts. I feel like I know them. But when it comes to this pitch clock, I mean, how stupid of an idea is it? I mean, yeah, we've been, like, we've been going back and forth about it since they were even talking about it. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know they were doing it in the bigs this year. I knew they were going to – they were put it together through college a little bit, mm-hmm. minor league ball and all that shit. But, I mean, how – the best part of baseball with that was that there was no clock. Exactly. In my eyes. Agreed. Like, that was – and that was, like, the main thing that separated, like, tournament ball from high school ball to college ball to this, to that, to this. Like, tournament ball you could play. Like, you had to drop that after – what two hours? Mm-hmm. Depending on what league you were in, stuff yep. like that. That was the only timer we ever had. Yeah. Besides the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. But yeah, I, I think. Even... Go, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I yeah. think that when you when I look at like okay, so as a someone who played baseball my entire life, I don't start watching baseball until October, September. Like that's when I turn on. I'm like, all right, now it's when the fun begins. So when I look at the, huh? It's the best time. Yeah, exactly. Right. So when I look at the shock, the like the pitch clock, I think if you just bump up the clock, bump it up to where they have more time, mm-hmm. because you know baseball is one of those sports where like if you're watching a ball like like basketball is on and baseball is on at the same time, 
I'm not really watching baseball. I'm watching basketball. But now with the clock, it's making you be like, oh, I can't just get up and walk away and leave. Like, it's it's going. You know what I mean? And, like, you're seeing these videos. Like, there's a famous video of, like, how many times could a Tuve score inside the park home run before one pitcher got yeah. the ball off? Yeah. It was, like, seven times. So it's like I I like the pitch clock. I think if we just raise it up, add more time to it. That's a good point. Oh, now, yeah. You can go ahead, Yannick. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was just going to ask Malik, as as a guy who only watches baseball, right in those play like pre playoff and but, playoff times. Yeah. Now we're now we're at May fifteenth. Right? Yeah. You're watching the Phillies versus the Rays. Is this pitch clock going to say to you, "Fuck, you know what? I will wait and I'll watch this game now." Yeah. Will it? I, I think it won't do that. I, you're you're right. I think it won't change me now being like, oh, I got to go see it. But I think if you're flipping through the channels and as well, if you're a fan that's watching it, it's a lot quick. It's keeping you interested longer than if it was you see a guy keep throwing it over to first and stepping off. I'm changing immediately. I'm being like, all right, all right, this is going to be here for a while. If I'm seeing pitches, you might get me to stay in for a little bit longer than I would if I kept seeing a, you know, I understand. But again, that's for the fan who has no idea what baseball is. For me, I know what he's doing. I know the strategy behind it. I know he's trying to keep him safe, keep him close to the back. I know all these things are into play. Mm -hmm. But again, imagine now for the fan that's at those games. It's a little bit more exciting at the gate if you're actually there, not just watching it. But when you're there, I just think if you up the time, you're good to go. Give the pitchers, like, I feel bad for the pitchers who need to go through that whole process. It's the same yeah. thing as if you were to shoot. Is there a shot clock on a uh, um, uh, foul shot in, in basketball? There is. There is. Ten seconds. How long do they get? Ten seconds. And I feel like you see those guys go through the whole, like, they do the whole <laughs> fucking thing before they yeah. go. There's pitchers that have to, like, go through a whole oh, fucking yeah. thing before they throw it. Well, Bryce Harper, watch him before every at-bat, man. Yeah, he, like, yeah. he'll step out. He'll, like, do his, like, little <laughs> twist. Like, he's not going to be able to do that this year. Yeah. No. Well, I thought of, while we're getting into that routine thing, I was thinking about it all day. Actually, since you asked me to be on it, Liam. Think about a guy like like Nomar Garcia. Yeah. Yep. You think about that, walking up to the plate. It takes him 35 seconds just to get to the plate. Just to adjust. Let alone in between each pitch. Yeah. Dude, he, he, like, checks his shoes, does the gloves, does the bat, both hands, steps out again, keeps and goes back in. Like, you think just doing that, that's 12 seconds right there. 15 it, seconds. It is. It is. And, again, I could be in the minority, and you guys can correct me, but, like, we've played this game. We grew up playing this game. We grew up fucking watching this game. That is almost what makes baseball so sweet. Like these, like these ball players, man. They are creatures of habit. They are yeah. superstitious down to a fucking t. Like you yeah, have yeah. to do the same things every single pitch. And to me, like yeah. that's what's beautiful about this game. Baseball is a chess match. Baseball is a is a fucking battle. And Malik, you brought up a, a good point. Like it's going to make things more interesting to the average viewer. And to yeah. me, that is almost like a shame because the MLB. I've said for a while is the worst run league in all all of major sports, and it's not just this. It is the worst run league, and it sucks. But you are now to me saying fuck our diehard fans that love this game of baseball. They're going to be back. Fuck them. Let's try to get the average Joe in on our ratings. Let's try to compete with the NFL because that's what these leagues are trying to do. Well, I got what, you're not going nowhere, Liam. You know, the, 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 the diehard fan's not going anywhere. No, exactly. And I'm not, right? Like, I'm not going to yeah. stop watching. Like, Matt, you're not going to stop watching. Malik, September's going to come around. Like, you're not going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's almost just like a fuck you 
we can do whatever we want yeah and, and it's gonna be fine so like it's it's just frustrating to see but i think that okay i th- fucked the to me okay well you have two things right the shot clock or the pitch clock with the pitcher I think the batter, the eight second is wild. I think Crazy. that's so – it gives me no time to be like – to okay, three. it takes at least three – minimum three seconds to look over the third base coach, come back. I don't know. I don't even know if they in the leagues are even looking at third base. No, well, that's what we're even seeing. Like these dudes aren't yeah. even leaving the box. They're, They're not looking. fucking head down. <laughs> you, you, you can't, can't do anything. Yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. Everyone has it like a reset. Wusa reset. <laughs> Do your shit. Like, I I could do right now exactly what I did before getting it back. I had to have chew gum. I had to spit on my hand, rub, like, yep. like I was jerking off the bat, get it stickier, get it back <laughs> yeah. up, point, point, dang. That's already 10 seconds right there. Yeah. It's 10 seconds. So imagine these guys who, like, like yeah, you know, Bryce Harper does his, like, bend to the knee sorority squat and then comes back up, like, <laughs> the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it, that to me hurts more because I'm like, all right, you're a batter. You have to be – you have to – refocus the pitcher you can kind of catch the ball and get right back to the mound and think there batter takes a while to get back into your stance get ready to load it up and go like i think if you extend the time you're you're good to go like i mean what is the average i want to see like the reason behind this what is the the average pitch time that it takes from ball back to now they're like okay it should be 20 seconds with runners on or 50 seconds with no run. like how do they come with these numbers you, it's a good question i don't know off the top of my head um the yeah. statistic i do have was for the averages of the games so I believe the average uh, MLB game last year took around three hours and 20 minutes fuck. or so, which guess what? Definitely up after like the whole COVID break, all that crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. Definitely up. Exactly. But I let me ask commercial numbers. Yes. And let me ask you this now. How long do you think the average NFL game is? Man, with halftime, probably two and a half. Three hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's again, more exciting. It's not the fact that these games they have a clock and they have a clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, like, the reason you're never going to be able to compete with the NFL is you can walk into a bar on week three and it's going to be Lions and Texans. And you're going to see that entire bar looking at that fucking screen. Why? Because they have someone on their fantasy team or they bet on the game. You just you don't get that with baseball. And that's what draws in the average football fan. Hey, I'm not a big fan of either team the two worst teams in the league are on, but I got that one receiver on my fantasy team and I took the Lions to cover the spread in the first half. Do but you do fantasy baseball? I do, but no, no, like average no baseball one. fan. Cause it's every day. Like you have to say every single day. Like it's not a Sunday morning thing or a Thursday night game. You might have to tweak one or two things. You're waking up on a Tuesday morning, getting ready to go to work and you got to set your lineups. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. That is the hardest fucking thing in the world. Really? I did fantasy, I did fantasy baseball one time <laughs> ever in my life, and I should have just handed the dude a $50 bill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think about it. You depend on how many guys you have on a team. Yeah. 25. 25 yeah. guys. You can have guys from 25 different teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 25 teams times 162. Yeah. That's how many games you got to watch. Yeah, exactly. Unless they, obviously, unless they play each other, but still, you got it's when the, when you get think about it. If you even if you're watching one team, you watch one team, you're down. You're you got to watch every game. Yeah, you get three nights, three days a week, three days a month. I think it's too long. I think also the season is too long. In my opinion, I know all the games they have to play, but it's a fucking. I mean, look, it's fucking. 
what are we at? We just started March and they're already spring training and we go all the way into October. That's a fucking yeah. hike, bro. Football, you get three months. You get a little, and preseason is two weeks. How long is fucking spring training? Then going into fucking the season. The season starts September. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, I mean, August. It's so much shit that goes into to baseball. I think you can, I think it's making it more fun for, for people to see. Like, it's in the news now. Who gave a fuck about baseball? Unless it was like, only time you see True. baseball is a crazy outfield catch. Triple play, double plays, and or, or someone breaks a stat, a record. Or, or if you're within like six states, you see Phillies are in the series. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, I mean, not. it's only if they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it Again, up and gets their research in and goes to watch highlights and all that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, what would who? Do you, okay, let's say football and baseball were on at the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. As as every fan, like who, who who's watching what? We're treating baseball like it's fucking soccer in the U.S. at this point. No one gives a fuck about baseball at this point. It's sad. That's our, like, that's the American sport, if you want to say yeah. any sport is, a, is an American sport. It's baseball. But we're treating like soccer in, in America. A lot of people now are, the only time they watch baseball is on ESPN the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you ask me. I mean, just look at this, like, look at this city and the people that we know. How many people I saw that I didn't know people, these people knew who the Phillies were. But then yeah. the playoffs happen. It's like they need to be watching every single pitch, right? And that's all you, like, that's, all you gotta do is buy a shirt. Yeah, and yeah. you're a baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, buy a hat. Everyone at least has you at least have the hat. Everyone has the Phillies, the Yanks. The, someone has the hat on. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like if if you were to ask me, like the like I could tell you right now, the only the last baseball game I remember physically watching full through was the Captain's last game, it, or in, in the World Series, the Phillies World Series. That was it. That's a, a game I, on my own was like, oh, fuck, I can't. There's no way I'm missing this game. Like, I have to be watching this game. And then it was because we started the podcast, I got to be watching the fucking games because the podcasts are on. I want to see the Phillies lose. The Yanks and, are already out. And that's, but, and, and that's my point, bro. It's like, yeah, I get like I get what they're trying to do with these rules, but it's not going to translate. Like, it's just not going to have guys like it's not going to have Malik Howard go, oh, the bases are bigger. Fuck yes. <laughs> like. June 2nd, I'm definitely tuning in to watch a full See, game. See, that one didn't make sense to me because I looked that one up, and I was like, what? and it was like, the only reason they said this is because it has like a 30% difference in the minor leagues of helping uh, alleviate injuries. Injuries. Like, how do you get that stat? How do you say the stat is coming from <laughs> right in the bases? Let's make them bigger. Like, to me, I, I hate getting – out of all these rules, right, you have the, the new pitch. The sh- <clears throat> to me, I hate the shift more than anything. Because I believe, to me, that's like saying you have to get rid of certain formations in football. Yes. That's well, what like you equate that to. Like, it's like trying to get rid of the quarterback sneak. No. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> like, hell no. Don't do that one. <laughs> no, but it's, so it's, I mean, like you're saying, if you put it in football, it's you're sitting your safeties all the way, all the way back. Safeties can't <laughs> roam. and you or, or you're saying, you know what? You can't, you can't put a guy in motion. Or no more wildcat. There can't be no yeah. like it's getting rid of a formation. And it's like in my eyes, that's strategy. So you mean to tell me I it's almost like I don't know, like there's certain games that you play that you're like, you have to stay in one position for one, one second, two, one second, three, one second, then I can move. Yeah. It's like what, what are we doing here? I what's crazy, crazy story. In Cherry Hill, they actually did that to me in football. I played defensive line, I had so many like sacks that it said, Malik, when the ball is snapped, you have to count to four seconds. Mississippi. I swear to God. On everything I love, they but outside the system go 
one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. And the ball is hiked. I couldn't go because I was just going through so quick that, like, you have to count four Mississippi. That's what it feels like. It's like, stay in your spot. You can't move, guys. Yeah. T-ball, you can't move. Stay in your spot. Now, you brought the, 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 the thing of, Liam, that it's possible that you saw, like, arena football. Like, the guys would run pre to the play. I don't think that's a – like, you're able to do that because you'll see guys having to, like, if they ball gets hit in the gap, that they have to sprint back and they'll miss balls and stuff like that. I think what you get, which you brought up a great point, is – Infielder up, and but real quick, that you're 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 gambling with a shift in its right. itself. Right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you see, if you ever you got to watch up the highlight video of Robinson Cano. Yeah, they put the shift on. He bunts the ball right down the third baseline, gets a double. Yeah, double in the books. Yeah, didn't even yeah. swing the bat. And and if you watch that, if he does that in an actual swing, it's not even a strike. Yeah. Yeah. I hate and it's that. Just, I don't to know. Me, that, to me, that's what it is. It's just such an old, like, man take, I feel like. <clears throat> but these dudes are getting paid how much money to fucking not be able to hit a ball in the opposite way? Hit the ball the other fucking way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how fucking hard? <laughs> yeah, and, and again, like you just brought up, if you can't hit the opposite way, just like Robinson Cano did in that video you, in that video you just mentioned, or Bryce Harper well, did a couple times, if you do it enough, guess what they're not going to do next time? Shift. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, Liam like, loves throwing his Phillies in every conversation, bro. Jesus I mean, I have Christ. to, bro. They're defending <laughs> NL champs. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> so what is baseball? Okay. So going into the season, I'm not sure if you guys are like those diehard fans. Who are your teams to watch besides the, the Phillies uh, and, of course, the Yankees? I'm America's team in my eyes when it comes to baseball. Um, who, who are your teams to, you know, to look out for around the league? Who should I be paying attention to? Yannick, you want to lead it off? Uh, I, have no, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, the only the only baseball I've watched this entire year, which is, what, a week, was <laughs> highlights of bullshit shot the fucking pitch clock. Pitch clock, yeah. You see the fucking – the 15 injuries already or whatever, however yeah. many there are. That's all, that's all I see. Really? There's a lot of injuries? Yeah, there was some dudes already out for a year. Uh, Dodgers. Yeah, Gavin Lux, Lux. I think. Look yeah, up the Lux. video. It's it's he's running to third, and his leg just gets stuck in the ground, and he tears his ACL because his right knee just pops right out. Bad, dude. Jesus Christ! But it's like it's it's like the the cleanest video to watch if you don't have any any knowledge of sports. But if like us three would all look at that, yeah, and, like I, I winced and looked away. Yeah, jeez, I, I didn't see that anywhere. I gotta see it. Yeah, it looked, it, was bad. it looked bad, bro. Uh, I guess a few teams just to look out for, and then we can talk about, obviously, I think the NL East in general is the best division in baseball. I mean, the Phillies, Braves, and, and Mets, I hate to fucking say it, are legitimate title contenders at this point. You, Maybe not the you, Mets. They always you find don't a think way to... the, the Mets are at the top of that, especially what they did on the offseason? No, Mets, I, don't, I wouldn't put the Mets on. Honestly, as a Phillies fan, you know, I'm biased, but... I look at a team that just went to the World Series and out of the best shortstop in the league. So I would put the Phillies at top of that, but the Braves scare the shit out of me. I would, I'm more afraid of the Braves than I am the Mets. Because the Mets always find a way to fuck it up anyway. Yeah, the Mets are the Mets, but at the end of the day, are you, are you excited to see what they do with this team? The Mets? Yeah. No, or you just say, fuck, fuck the, Mets. the Mets. Fuck the Mets. <laughs> Damn, Lakata. Sorry, yeah. Lakata. Yeah. <laughs> he, knows, he knows how I feel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess any other teams, man. I mean, the Cardinals might be fun. Um, a team to always look out for, I'll give you this, and it's probably going to smack me in my fucking face. They have all the talent in the world as the Angels. I mean, they have 
arguably the two best players in baseball. And Anthony Rendon is a top-tier third baseman when he's healthy. Um, they were just a shit show last year. But it's like one of those teams that they're almost like the Chargers in a way. Like they have the talent every single year. And it's like, fuck, yeah. like they should be so good. But they're not. Yeah. But I guess at the least, like if they stay healthy, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, No, you're, you're not wrong. But Who else you got, Liam? No, nah, I mean, I honestly just like back to the baseball rules. I guess just one last thing. I know we touched on the shift. Yannick, I know you have some fun stories you just told me about, like what you've seen in college and on some of the shifts. Maybe share oh, a couple of stories. What What do you got? And then, so, so one of my one of my all time favorites. We played uh, at Rutgers. We played uh, this team. I won't I won't drop names, <laughs> but uh, they would send so they would send their second baseman out to about twenty feet short of their right fielder. They would send their third baseman in between the pitcher and first base. And they would send their shortstop to just about second base. Jesus. And that was and that wasn't that wasn't a shift for a hitter. And like it, it, that's not if a lefty's up. That's not if like anybody's yeah. up that hits in a specific way. So that was if they thought a bunt was gonna happen in a situation. Really? So that's their way to cover a bunt. That's a bunt play for them. And we would all know it was going to happen. And it, it, it that was some of the craziest shit you'll ever see is when a pitcher comes set and everybody moves at the same time. And goes <laughs> that, and that just put that situation in your head and think about that while you're hitting. And you're supposed to get a bunt down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So and a then, bunt has been called. Like, they're right. A bunt was called. It's. I mean, you guys know how baseball situations are. Yeah. Especially like like high school, college. Yeah. It's. If, yeah. if you don't if you don't get this bunt down right now. Yeah. Tuesday practice is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of them situations. So it's funny. Me and Cat and her job got in a huge ass fight because we were at the Phillies game and Cat was like, "Someone home run," and she was like, "I don't get why they don't do that every time. Like, you get paid millions to do this. Like, I could do that. Please explain well, to her." How hard it is to hit a baseball. It's one of the hardest things it's, to it's do. It's the hardest thing in all the sports, I believe. Yes. Just no, a, lot, a lot of people get to choose where they hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. so, like, you know, you hit it every once in a while, so that you know brings everybody back in because there's so much time in between pitches. <laughs> Not now. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it, it is easily – if you ask me, it is one of the hardest things on the planet to do. I forget what football player I was watching a podcast and he talked, he was talking, oh, never mind. It was Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. was on a podcast and he was, yeah, he would have NFL guys come to his house all the time. They would talk shit. And he was like, they were more scared to get in the batter's box than I would be scared to go play on the field with pads and everything on. No, they, you don't understand. Like, I was like, first of all, the embarrassment that happens in baseball, it's so embarrassing when, like, when, like, it's embarrassing when someone dunks on you. Like, I guess that's the most embarrassing thing you can get in sports. Yeah. But when you get tricked in a pitch and you get the curve that you think is at you, you fucking buckle and you're like, fuck, now I have to walk back. It's long. I have to go walk back to the dugout. <laughs> a dunk happens, the play starts right away. I now have to go walk to yeah. the dugout. And no one says, usually, some, some people may say, like, fuck, dude. But usually you soak in that bitch yourself and you're in your mental now for the rest of the day. 
There's well, no- now, like, now you got to get right back in the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's say it's the third picture. Like, fuck me. Like, yeah. that to me is like, it's so much in it. Like, I don't know. You really can't be tricked out of things. Like, you may have some basketball players that they have the ball on the string and they're able to go. Mm-hmm. But baseball is like, this guy has so many tricks. Like, he could throw whatever to you. He has, he has a, a sack full of pitches to yeah. just beat you with. And I always, I always put it in this, in this perspective. You can take, take the top five athletes in every league, right? Take the top five baseball players, have them go play basketball. Take the f- top five football players, have them go play basketball. Take fucking LeBron. He can play tight end. Take these guys, put them in the yeah. box, and, and just yeah. watch how unathletic some they of look, the greatest yeah. athletes we have look in the batter's box. It's not. Don't even put them, not even at a major league level, not even no. a professional level. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what people don't understand. What when you watch that Jordan documentary, how good Jordan had to be in, as an athlete to go into oh, tri- yeah. to go in Triple A and have a decent batting average. Yes. Like that just showed you how good of an athlete he was. People are like, oh, he's it's just whatever. It's not whatever. No. What Bo Jackson did is not whatever. What Deion Sanders yeah. did, it's not whatever. This is why you compare them to be the best athletes of all time because mm-hmm. they did those things to play in a World Series and to be like, let me go hit a home run in the World Series, and then also go have a kick return and score yeah. in an NFL game? Come on, son. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? In, profe- in, in the pros. Like, it's not, it's not like Sandlot. <laughs> this, is, this is the top of the top. Yeah. yeah. It's not like recess. Yes. And, and get paid that money. Yo, Yannick, last question. Last question. Out of me and Liam, who was the better ball player? Put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I mm... It's okay. well, at what position? At what position? How, it, it, it's unfair because you play totally different aspects of yeah, ball. Yeah, I never thought. <laughs> I'm not answering that fucking question. You know, I don't care. Fucking, you, can, you can say Liam. I'll I mean, tell you what, yo. Lee could fucking swing it, though. Hey, man. Swing it. And, and if anyone fucked up, you know Malik was coming in to back yeah. up anyone. <laughs> Fozzie had a panic attack on first. Here I go, baby. Uh, <laughs> Leek might, might have you at the dish, but I, t- I might take Liam at short over you, Lee. No, you can, you can take short. Put me in the outfit. I'm good to go. I'm good. I'll, I'll sit in the outfit all day. When I had when I had the speed, I don't have the speed anymore. And, and no more after that one. Hey, join the club. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yannick, I really appreciate you coming out, brother. It's good to see you, uh, guys. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and switch over to football. Thanks, Yannick. All right, it was good. fun, good man. Show. It was really fun. Thanks for having me out here. But all right, let's start off. We're, we're gonna talk about some football talk. The end of the season. I wanted to see if I have a take of bias that's going on. Okay. At the end of the season, this was, this was the first weekend I was like, fuck, man. Like, there's no more football on, man. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? And just so happened that we had some sports teams, like, step up. We've seen some, uh, you know, college basketball, some baseball shit go on in the news mm-hmm. now. But I feel like truly in America, like, where, where I'm at in my circle, like, football really carries you through so much like you have the college ball starting in august it carries you up through the holidays mm-hmm. through everything to where you realize like damn now it's gonna be the long dog days of summer until yeah. football begins again what's your opinion on that do you feel the same or are you hype like baseball season starting uh i guess a little bit of both like it was definitely weird having a sunday just to do nothing yeah there's nothing um yeah i mean you know i'm a big ba- like big baseball guy march madness is like my favorite like march into april is like my favorite time of the year March okay. Madness is fucking awesome. Baseball is my sport. But okay. no, I mean, you're right. Like, football is king for sure. And yeah. it was interesting because when you, like, kind of text me that, like, you know, is the NFL, like, is football in general, like, the king? Like, do they overrule all of other sports? 
one fuck yeah fuck yeah, yeah. because like yeah, yeah. you're definitely not alone in thinking like sitting there on sunday and being like damn bro like, what the <laughs> fuck am i gonna do yeah that's all it is i'm just like legit on sunday i was like it's two o'clock on a sunday and i'm at the gym right now and i yeah. was there all night like i was yeah. there <laughs> i just had nothing to do um also i think we're starting to see that the possibly the reemergence of xfl usfl i'm seeing the xfl more than usfl but the xfl yeah. Bringing some, a big comeback. I guess they may have signed some big contracts or whatever it may be, but they're getting a lot of coverage. And they had themselves probably the most, like, at the end of a game, buzzer beaters to win a game than any other teams. But they have some cool, like, new, like, mm-hmm. initiatives and, like, I mean, rules to come out of it, such as, like, what is it? Don't punt and get a fourth and 15 or something like that. I think so. They I know that that's, well. like, their, their onside kick rule, too, right? Yeah. Like fourth and 15. But then they also have, you know, to your point of these buzzer beater game ending, like, that's there's not is. only a two-point play after you score a touchdown. Like, you can go yeah. for three, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what you need to do in a league like that because yeah. it's not the NFL. So, like, yeah, bring bring more shit like that in that kind of, you know, has us just watch football. It, so the debate has, has come up. Uh, this is a possibility of – what you could see for NFL teams getting a farm system. In my eyes, I don't think it's possible because I, I see two ways. One, it could be a thing that like you get like, okay, let's just say like Dallas Cowboys who have a lot of money. Our farm team could have the best, you know, facilities and like that. Mm-hmm. We have a double practice like type of team. Like we have a practice team in the NFL and we pretty much have that team that if something goes down, we can bring them up to practice. Or even like let's say you ran into the situation with the um San Francisco, mm-hmm. I have at least quarterbacks to go through. That's on my, you know, my 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 farm league team. But at the same time, it's like you you could face injury. But again, baseball teams had this as well. They had their farm systems in which they bring these players up and they go from farm straight to sometimes on the bench, like they're there at the games, mm-hmm. like that quick. So what I, I think it would be a it's a dope idea to have to yeah. see like another league big up and partner up with the NFL. And I think the XFL is doing that. Yeah, and and like you said, like it's just so that would be so tough to implement because <clears throat> so like hard. how you're gonna get a team like a farm team like that yeah. for every single NFL 32. team, it's yeah. like almost impossible. And it's almost the fact of like I think uh, what's his name Turpin, like your punt returner, he's from the USFL or the XFL, yeah. and like we've yeah. seen these guys be picked up on NFL rosters. So essentially, it is kind of like a little farm system, almost like another way for them to scout. So yeah. again, it's cool that these dudes are like getting these second chances and making an impact um, on NFL rosters. And again, like it's nice to have when we're missing football. Like I just had it on in the background, like last weekend, yeah, or two weekends ago. Like, I, I really wasn't watching it, but like just to have the noise of football yeah. in the background, like I'm cleaning up the apartment. It's yeah. nice to have. So I think you, it is an opportunity. Like Chad Johnson said something crazy. He thought like when he got when he left the league and he went to Canadian football league, he was like, fuck, like it's going to be a waste of my time. The competition. Yeah. But he said himself, the competition is as much as as good as the NFL. You just deal with there's not enough roster spots for everyone. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can make a team, and it's out there to make teams. There's so many people that's trying to get to the league. That's why you have so many leagues in the in the bas- in basketball, NBA, G League, overseas because there's just not enough roster spots for this. So right. I think that no matter what, there's a lot of these. There's a, there's a lot of good competition out there for these guys to get on a team. Again, like Turpin did, 
made stuff. Yeah. He was like the the MVP of XFL or USFL, and it got on the Dallas Cowboys to be our kick returner. So it's like it does in a way give you give you a chance to do that. But I think I, I like that it gives people an opportunity to like, hey, maybe I I want to keep playing ball. Hopefully my opportunity comes, but at least I have an opportunity to play ball. I don't have to just sit there and do nothing during that time. Yeah. So uh, you have something else? No, no. I was just gonna say I think like Kurt Warner. Um, was like an arena oh, yeah. football guy or USL, yeah. a USFL guy and like all yeah. of famer now. Yeah. So it's like, it, you, like you said, there's talent to be had out there. Yeah. So it's cool that, you know, you kind of have this, have this rolling. I mean, your boy, now nah, I don't know if he's your boy, but um, the dude from, uh, he's, he's Alabama's old uh, quarterback. He's leading his team. They're three and zero right now. In oh the yeah. XFL. Yeah. McCarron. Uh, I think. McCarron. Yeah. McCarron. McCarron's three and zero right now in yeah. the XFL. He chose, I'd rather go play ball start than go sit on the bench and be a backup. He's probably getting the bag while he's yeah. there. And he's also like, let me put some shit on film. And maybe I can go ahead and become a starter eventually. Exactly. Um, the last debate I want to have in football. Also, people agreed with me on our, on our, on our heated, the most probably heated debate we've had uh, about the Eagles not being able to run on football. Just so you're aware, people well, did. And I did not seek them. I did not go out looking for them. But I allow you to do that because you were emotional. I know you were coming off of the, the Eagles loss. I'll let you rock. Look, I've talked to a lot of people that agreed on my end, too. So we should get really? a group chat going. Yeah, bro. The, again, to say that they couldn't run the ball in a in that type of game, everyone I told say, yo, like, listen to this. Or, like, this was my thing. This was Malik's thing. Everyone I talked to agreed with me. So we'll have to get a big. Were they big biased Eagles fans? Not all of them. Hey, not all Eagles what, fans. 95% of them motherfuckers? Not 95%. Okay. All right, let me know what team they I know it was my boy from the Cowboys. The I'll have Cowboys to ask fan. him. I'll have yeah, to ask him. Because we know what's going to happen now. And when it's boring and there's nothing to do in the summer, we're going to watch back that game. And I'm going to look you dead in your eyes. I'm eye not watching that us. game ever again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one debate that we kind of were texting back and forth about, I guess, for our yeah. last football talk, was Lamar versus Hurts. Now, of course... I think that I want to put them at where they're at today because you see where Lamar is at. Don't put, I don't want to put him back down to two or whatever like that. I want to put Lamar versus Hertz in this discussion for where they're at today. Yeah. When I look at this debate, it can go either way. It's, I think it's about your preference on which quarterback you would rather have. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think no matter what you're going with Hertz, but I want to hear what you have to say. No, I think um, <clears throat> when you brought it up, I think the first thing I said to you was like, I cannot argue against you either way. Yeah. Like, if you want to say Lamar, like, yeah. I, I can't sit here and be like, dude, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Um, of course, I got to ride with my guy, Jalen Hurts. And to me, it's it's really two things that I'm going to, like, nitpick at, right? Because Lamar's awesome. Like, he's fucking electric. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to – and with a player like that, like, you have to nitpick. So the two things, one, which normally I fucking hate this argument, but is the availability. We've seen Lamar now rack up a few of these injuries – kind of how he's built and how his game is, he's not Jalen Hurts. That was yeah. one of my things when people had the worry on a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts. The uh, way the dude lifts and like kind of like stocks himself up, I think he protects himself from a lot of those hits as to where Lamar, you know, again, well, like we've smaller. seen at the end of the season, like he wasn't even able to come back for their playoff game. Mm-hmm. And now kind of shifting into that playoff mode, we've seen Jalen Hurts in his first real year as a starter – struggle in the playoffs against the Bucks, and then come out this year and again say whatever you want but his team was in the Super Bowl and in the biggest game you know he made one big mistake with that fumble but I mean he lit it up you know we already had this conversation like I really believe that he was the best player on that field so he's shown this playoff success 
as to where I don't think I've seen it with Lamar just yet. So I pulled okay. up his playoff stats, and they're it, it, it's it's bad. It's a passer yeah. rating of 68, 900 yards, three touchdowns, and five interceptions in three playoff ga- or four playoff games. He's also been sacked 19 times in four games, and you know you know this as an offensive lineman. Not all these, not all sacks are on the offensive line. Like yeah. sometimes, especially with a quarterback like Lamar that may be trying to do a little too much, it is on him. So when I look at, like you said, that, where could, be, at, that could be coverage sacks as well. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but 19 in four games is, is, is an lot. insane number. Yeah. Um, so I think when I look at his availability right now, yeah. and again, small sample sizes for both guys, both have played in yeah, four yeah. playoff games, yeah. but Jalen Hurts has had the more success. And again, you brought up a good point, which I'm sure you will. Lamar's never had a team like Jalen Hurts just had. Yeah. So I will give that to you. Yeah. But again, in the grand scheme of things, like I don't think Jalen Hurts will make those mistakes that Lamar has in the playoffs. So when I look at, again, I think right now I would still go with Hurts because of personal preference. I like my quarterback to have a lot more size. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has that size. Lamar's a little hurt. I think Lamar has better, you know, when I think of like fucking beaming that ball mm-hmm. and fucking accuracy, I'm going to give it to Lamar. I just think Lamar has had to be Superman. I think if you put Jalen Hurts on that team, you see Jalen Hurts doing the same thing, trying to be Superman. Probably. Um, but again, if, I would love to see like if if the Ravens want to fucking pay him, pay him, mm-hmm. but also go out and get him weapons to have. I mean, who he's he's had his leading guy who has been Andrews, right? The tight end, yeah. Like yeah. that's been his guy. This like th- that's that's not enough. Like in my eyes, to be like. You gotta throw him off. You know what I mean? Like he's had to really be Superman. So I would love to see him go somewhere and have a system that he could just ball out. Did you see that uh the Falcons put up like they were selling number one jerseys? I did. I is that was that real? I don't know. I, I tried to look <laughs> into it and I was like, if that shit I thought it would because they just they just let Mario to go. I was gonna say, the yeah. Falcons just let Mario to go. So I'm like, if they move him there, at the end of the day, I, I feel like he's walking into the same situation. <laughs> like he's not really walking into nothing different. But uh, I, I would love it. Just to me, it just makes no sense why Lamar's not paid. Like, if you want to talk about racism, like in the league, that's because if it was just Josh Allen, Josh Allen would have been got paid. Like, you know, this is your guy. Like, there's no reason not to pay him. Tell me yeah. why. Like, I want to know what in those means. Unless he's asking for something astronomical, like that. Like, it's just un, it's just unbelievable. Right. And I understand that, but again, get your chicken, bro, as as my boy would say. And it's so tough because, like, I agree with him. I think what he wants, at least what I've heard, like, we, we'll never know. Yeah. He wants, like, a Deshaun Watson-type contract. For Like, Deshaun Watson never didn't play in the league for a fucking year and got a fully guaranteed contract. Now, yeah. the Browns are stupid for that, and we understand. Yeah. But if I'm Lamar, I'm saying the same thing. Like, I'm an MVP. Without you or without me, yeah. this team is what? Yeah, like you, they got a nothing. great defense, but like you just said, there's nothing on offense. Like I am the offense. I yeah. fully understand why he wants that fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. I understand why every player would want that. Yeah, but I guess the Ravens. And again, what's tough now is he is his own agent. So you know, when you're going back and forth at the negotiating table, that Ravens team is going to put every negative connotation to him on why they shouldn't pay him. You're hurt. Yeah. You you missed this throw. You missed this throw. You did this. Like, everything I just said against him for why I want Jalen Hurts, like, they're doing that tenfold. What's that relationship going to be like if he does sign a contract? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I, I didn't think about that. You're, that's a good point. You're like, bitch, you didn't want to pay me. You said all those negative things about fuck you. But it's like, it's business. Business is business. Yeah. You have to separate yourself. 
Um, it's be it'll be interesting to see. I think I think this year we're going to see a lot of big moves. Lamar, if you like to come to America's team, we have an open spot for you. Yeah. Please just walk <laughs> on. It's there for you, Brody. Trust me. Um, <laughs> want to move to college hoops? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Do you crazy. have some scores from this weekend or anything like that? Any crazy games? Yeah, I can pull them up real quick. It was it it was crazy. Let me ask you while I'm pulling this up. Do you I know you're a big Ohio State football guy. Do you follow Ohio State basketball? No, there's fucking we won't be in it this year. I went on and looked and I was like, we are we are trash. We started to get it together a little bit, mm. but it's so bad. But no matter what, we're putting that money out for Bronny to come to Ohio State. So just believe yeah. that Bronny comes, you'll see something different out of me. Crazy, crazy. Well, I'm a big, I'm a big Nova guy. They've been struggling. Uh, yeah. Jay Wright, I'm sure you know, left this past year, so it's a, it's a weird transition year. But yeah, yeah this weekend, man, it, it was it was a little peek into March yeah. Madness that we all love. And you brought it up earlier. Hey, man, football, the NFL, it's done. College football, yeah. it's done. Now it's it's college basketball's time to shine. Yeah. And they did it. We had number seven Arizona lose on a buzzer beater against yeah. Arizona State. Yeah. Uh we had what was that other oh number thirteen Miami lost to yeah. a Florida State team who had eight wins going into it. They blew a twenty five <laughs> point lead, Miami did, and lost yeah. on a near half court buzzer beater. Yeah. Um there was a few other crazy buzzer beater shots. There was a top ten matchup between Baylor and Texas and Baylor ended up holding off Texas. But, again, I think what this does is it, it, it leads perfectly into March Madness, the yeah. thing that everybody's going to be filling out a bracket at work and yeah. everybody's going to be, yeah. like, betting on the games. Like, you have, I think it's this week, then you have these conference tournaments happen, which is always fun and exciting, and then you have the big dance. So it was cool to see the first, like, real big weekend as, you know, the the, the storm kind of, like, fades away. Yeah. That, that was the Super Bowl. Every, all eyes were on college basketball this weekend. There was nothing else really on, again, except yeah. for baseball, which we, you know, people were bitching about, like we did. But like that was the sport to watch, and it, it it fucking it shined. It was awesome. Every game I feel like I watched this weekend was awesome. I I actually was like when it came to uh, what was it the uh, oh the, did you see that the coach uh, and ref stare down? Yeah, yeah, that oh uh, yeah that the was, game. Did you see Iowa, that, how that game went? Yeah, that was Iowa-Michigan. Crazy, like, 13-point comeback in a minute, with a minute left. I a, think, bro. Did you, did, so So, what is your opinion on the stare down? I fucking love it, man. And the the background on that coach is he's known as a hothead. Like, he's known to blow up on, on refs. So, I mean, listen, you can't, can you throw him out for looking at you? But, I mean, that's what happened. Like, if you look like... <laughs> If you look like I forget how long ago it was, it's always it's a famous clip of um, well, who was it? Fuck, I, he's a he's a podcast. You see him on podcasts nowadays, but he was just staring down the ref, old school, staring down the ref, and the ref just teed him up. Bang, he's yeah. out of there. Yeah, and he's like, he didn't even do anything. He just looked at you. He just looked at you. He didn't even say anything. And he's like, no, he was trying to intimidate me. Teed up. He's out of here. So I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, is that going to happen? I have respect for that ref because that ref I was a too. young bull. And the head coach, uh, what was the coach? Uh, Fran McCaffrey. Fran McCaffrey, yeah. He took three steps to him. And then the you see. The ref too, yeah. Yeah. No, no. The, I mean, yeah, he said two steps first. Then you see the ref go, <laughs> I'm here. And he didn't break stride. Break yeah. stride. No, yeah, that's a great point. It was almost like, because then, because then you did see like the assistant coaches like grab me like, all right, man, like. You, you probably are going to get teed up here. So you're right. It was cool that the ref kind of like let it play. Like, let's have this moment. I know you want to curse me out right now. Like, 
go right ahead. It, that was it was sick. I love it. I, I love being able to see that it was just like he's holding the ball like a bitch. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes, bro. I put so much on my like, respect this ref. Respect, yeah, respect to him because again, refs all the time try to make it about themselves. Like he could have yeah. easily teed him up right away and yeah. have the conversation be, oh, why do you do it right away? Good yeah. on him to be, you know, step toe to toe with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think um so speaking on that, um, you see uh probably the worst move possible by any and the coaches fucking suck for what yeah, he said. He yeah. was so the Alabama, if you don't know, look into the Alabama uh player, like there is this whole thing with with a player who is said to have uh killed he well he's I think he got like he's arrested already on trial thing for killing a twenty three year old woman. The way he was, they were able to see this as well is that one of the players who's still playing, Brandon Miller, yep. is said to have brought the gun to the guy. The guy texted him, hey, bring my gun. And then he went on and killed someone. Yes. So Brandon Miller is still playing for Alabama. And as they, everyone has, like, you know, the walkout, they had the, like, some sort of, they, they dap up and then they go check in for the game. Well, Brandon Miller and, like, a legit, like, walk-on or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the walk-on patted him down. Optically, this looks ridiculous. Like you cannot be more stupid in the entirety of your life to be involved in the killing of a woman and be so insensitive to do a pat down and be like, "We've done it the whole season." Well, you don't do it now. You yeah. don't do it now. Yep. And the coach doubles down and says, "I don't know what my players are doing when they go out yeah. there." Like, yep. what the fuck? What yep. are we doing? Um, but yeah, it, it's an unfortunate situation. I think the background on this kid—he's a top. NBA draft prospect. Like he'll definitely go top four. That's what like, I saw. It. I yeah. was like, "Fuck!" Like, and he's, That's bought, why he's like, playing still. The first game after this happened, he dropped forty-one. Like he's a, he's an incredible player, but it's like you're right. The coach is so tone deaf to the whole situation of yeah. I don't know what my players do outside of practice. Well, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit right away. Secondly, yeah. like what you just said, this is a, this is a a warm up uh, announcement, like little celebration he does, like pat pat him down. And I'm sure he didn't mean anything malicious to it. Like as the season was going on. But yeah. as a coach, like, bro, like, you know what your player's doing, right? You Maybe you don't know what they do outside the court. Well, guess what? That's a game. You yeah. know what your guy's celebrations yeah. are before the game. Maybe yeah. take him back and be like, yo, that little pat down you do, don't fucking do it for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because, right, I don't know if you know what's going on right now, but you're involved in a murder case. Yeah. So everything that, about this entire situation is just so fucked. But in my eyes, that just shows you how fucking shiesty Bama is because I look at that as, like, the boosters – the people would be like, don't worry, we have the best lawyers on this case. This kid will go far. Oh, yeah. We want Bama to possibly win the fucking whole the whole March Madness. Like he needs a yeah. play, he's a top four pick. Fucking keep him on the court. In my eyes, any player that's under and in, in, involved in a criminal trial, especially of this caliber, why is he still playing? Yep. You're still involved. Fuck it. I'm sorry you lose your season. You were involved. No matter what, you had a gun. You're in you're in D one star battle player. Why are you putting yourself in that situation to have a gun? Yeah. No. And let me, and let me ask you this. If that if that walk on player that patted him down, right? If he was the one in that situation, do you think he'd be Gone. still on the team? Fuck no. If he doesn't score forty, if he's not scoring exactly. forty. This Brandon Miller scores forty. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Exactly. He involved in the murder case and still be balling out. And then the, my thing is, okay, granted, you're not in the news for them still letting you play. But then you do that, you do that, exactly. you're that dumb that you do that, like you fucking idiot. Like, at least don't do that, bro. Like, yeah. you, you, everyone knows you're involved in the case, but, okay, he's still playing. He's doing what he has to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people turn a blind eye to great athletes. 
But to be a great athlete and be stupid as that, come on, son. Like, exactly. I, I have no sympathy for you. Um, no, none. It was, and that, and I mean, again, the coach, bro, the coach should get every every bit of it, too. Because you see him. Like, I don't want to hear that, like, we did this all year. Because you know at this point what you're doing it for is to be, like, to pretty much do, like, the glove didn't fit. You must have quit type shit, like yeah. OJ type thing. Like, yeah. you see him with his face, like, pat me down. Exactly. Fuck it, I'm balling. Like, exactly. that to me looks like a fucking entitled fuck that's, like, like – and that's what people hate. Like people hate student athletes for those reasons. It's like he's yeah. untouchable. He he's, made himself yes. look like he's untouchable, and it looks like you look like a douchebag. Yeah, he, he does. Really bad. He but does. I think that uh, I'm excited for March Madness. I think the team to look out for that I've been paying attention to, uh, Houston. Yeah. I've been I've been liking Houston. Every time I'm at the gym, they're on, and I'm like, fuck, they are fucking good. Um, besides that, I haven't been paying attention to anybody else because I've just been watching Houston actually. Rip shit, but I'm excited for for this March Madness to see see some different teams and uh, actually be a part of it. They want to do some betting this March Madness. And, you should, bro. Uh, you yeah, should. we should do some betting and stuff. We'll get we'll get something up. Uh, I know we'll have like a bigger show on it as it as it kind of comes. But Next week, yeah, yeah, Houston's been fun. Uh, I like UCLA. They got okay. a couple veteran guards that I think is really important to have when you're going into this dance. And uh, a team to look out for, which kind of sounds weird, is Gonzaga. They've always been really? the team that just runs through their shitty conference, have a couple of really good ball players. They're ranked number one, number two, number three. They've struggled a little bit this season, especially early on, because they've scheduled teams like Alabama. I think they played Kentucky. Um, they played Tennessee, maybe. Like They've played a, a handful of, of powerhouse schools. I think this team's a little bit different. I think they're battle-tested. I don't know if they're, they'll win it, but going back to betting, I think they're 28-1 to 1 odds to win. I'd oh, throw wow. a little bit down on a veteran team. But I thought, yeah, I feel like Gonzaga's always in that conversation. Exactly. Teen or Elite Eight. Like, they're always in there somewhere. They've always had the expectation of, you've been the number one team in the nation all year. Yeah. Now you don't have that. Now you uh, have, like, you're just, a, you're just another good team. They'll probably be okay. a three seed or a four seed in the tournament. Okay. Maybe they just go out and ball. I don't know. But So uh, what happens on, like, I saw when I was doing my research of, like, the – Elite Sunday, where I like a Sunday they get the announcement. Election Sunday, yeah. It. Okay, okay. That's so what what's going to happen now is I think every team will probably have, in, in the major conferences at least, I think what will start now is the conference tournaments for those smaller schools like the Florida Gulf Coasts or you know, yeah, the Loyola yeah, yeah. Chicago's. Like Those tournaments are going on. Whoever wins those tournaments, you're in the tournament. You're in the big dance. Like It doesn't matter if you didn't win a single game this year. If you win your conference, like you're in. Okay, okay. Um, as for the bigger conferences, the ACCs, the Big East, the Big 12s, like all those, they probably have one or two more games apiece. And then I think next week we'll start their conference tournaments. And then once they're all said and done, Selection Sunday is when we get the bracket out. So that's when teams find out if they're in or not. That's when teams find out if they're whatever seeding that they are. Like we just said with Gonzaga, maybe they're a three seed in the actual tournament. There will be four of each seed. So there's going to be four one seeds, four two seeds, four three seeds, like whatever. And then I think the 14th, March 14th, a Tuesday, yeah, is going to be that what they call first four in, um, where it's just two different games, I believe. And it's almost like the last four they almost couldn't pick, so they just play each other to get into the tournament. Almost like a wild card weekend. Yeah, yeah. But I don't understand. So if I win my division, like if I win the Bay 10 – I'm automatically in, and then let's say like the the other like two teams like like yeah, Rutgers so you, are like that. You're just hoping you get in. Exactly. So if let's just say let's take that's a good example. Let's take Rutgers, 
who's a team kind of on the bubble right now, and your Ohio State Buckeyes, which probably won't make it. Well, let's say Ohio Put State. Michigan. Put Michigan instead of Ohio yeah, State yeah. at this point. Yeah. So Michigan, who might be on the bubble too. If Michigan wins that Big Ten tournament, they're okay. automatically in. Now, it doesn't gotcha. mean they're going to be a high seed. Like, they'll be seeded correctly. Yeah. But Rutgers now, like, that just adds to their resume of, hey, maybe we made it to the finals or the semifinals in the Big Ten. Like, we were right on that cusp. Maybe we get in or out. But as, a, as for the other teams, like a Purdue, who's number five or four in the nation all year, let's say they lose first round, they'll still be in. But it'll, like, hurt their uh, their seeding. The rankings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that. Like, I, sh- I-, I feel like I should know, like, going into it, like, our season record, we may have lost the first round of the tournament, but no matter what, we should be granted in because we have a certain record in comparison to anyone else. Based yeah. on the teams we've played as well. Like, I mean, if you look at it, like, that's like the seeding of uh, college football, right? You go off of who you played, mm-hmm. and they, they redo it all year. I feel like that's bullshit <clears throat> if, like, a team sneaks in. That, is that why you see those videos of teams, like, fuck, like, celebrating that they exactly. made in, like, the watch party? Exactly. Okay, okay. But again, like, in the same token, I think that that's what makes it so exciting is because yeah. – you know, again, like as a Villanova fan, they're a 500 basketball team right now. They could, they legitimately could win the Big East tournament and be in. Like that's that's awesome as a fan of that school. But I mean, you're right. Like again, take the best team. Like take a Purdue who might lose in the first or second round and get upset. Like that's just all part of it, man. Like you just weren't yeah. the better team. Like maybe you should be penalized. But yeah, I think that's, that's just true. what makes it so fun. It's like this next month is just going to be craziness, and it starts with that. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I can't wait. I can't wait to be actually like watching it all while I'm at work. <laughs> I know. Um, one last thing that I wanted to speak on was the Jake Paul fight. Did you see anything with the Jake Paul fight? I saw a little bit. So I actually was in the barbershop and I watched the whole thing. I didn't watch it the day of. I was getting a haircut. And I was like, oh, they turned okay. it on to watch the replay. I am one of those guys that like I wanted to see the Paul brothers lose. Like I'm like mm-hmm. I we I feel like the the everyday fan watched it because they're like. There's no way Jake Paul beats this person. Yeah. There was no way he would have beat Anderson Sylvia. Like, I did not see that coming, right? So they beat him. So it's like all the shit. So then watching this one, he's, he went against Fury, Tyson Fury's brother. Yeah. Um, and he lost. But when you watch that fight back, people are saying, like, yeah, he got outboxed. I don't know how he got outboxed when you see Jake Paul knock him down twice. Yeah. In my eyes, how do you see him get knocked down twice and then he still lose the fight? Again, Tyson Fury was home though, like he was in yeah. the and like he was over there. So I felt I was like I don't like this at all. Like I didn't I don't I didn't feel like he had the fair advantage in that. But at the same time, at the same token, it felt a little, you know, he got his due. Like he did just get like a little bit of like I don't know. Like Jake has definitely had the upper hand at times. Yeah. I think he doesn't rematch. Like because he had a clause in his thing, like you can rematch or you don't. Like right, if, if you right. want to, right? Don't rematch. This, no. if anything, heightens it because people were looking at Jake Paul like, oh, shit, now he has to go fight real fighters. Like, he has to go exactly. fight real boxers because of what he was able to win. Now I feel like now he can go back. He can go back and start fighting, like, what's the, dude, yeah. the dudes in, uh, what's called, like, in, in England, KSI. Yeah, exactly. He can fight these, like, celebrities. Stay celebrity boxing because no matter what, that makes you more money. Don't go and say, I want Canelo. Like, stay in that yeah, realm yeah. of things. So. I, I true I I thought he got cheated and that's the, and I'm a fuck Jake I like him as a person but as a boxer I want to see him get beat up by someone that's black that's just yeah. my opinion no I, I'm <laughs> I'm with you I don't like I don't like either of them either um, yeah Jake or, or uh, Logan, Logan. I, I don't like him either um and and it was exactly like he was beating dudes that were 
like not real boxers, like you just said. Yeah. So the one time he kind of fought a fighter. Yeah. No disrespect to any of them. They'd all kick my fucking ass. But you yeah. know what I mean when I say that. Like he 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 lost. And you're yeah. right. Did he get cheated out because he knocked he's knocked him down a couple of times? Yeah. I have to look back at a lot of the rounding statistics. I think the one that stuck out to me was like the amount of punches that were thrown. Fury, I think, like tripled Jake Paul's. So again, it kind of like goes hand in hand, and like you're you're fighting a real fighter now, my guy. And if you get in the well, ring, that's what Sean may say. Like Sean may is a big boxing fan, and he was like, anytime you put up Jake Paul, they're like, well, he's fighting an MMA guy. No matter what, MMA guys aren't boxers. Like they, no, they fight, no. they're not boxers. But when you go up to someone that's a boxer that has like the, that's been boxing their whole life, you know, like he's probably exactly. not. He's he's nowhere close to his brother Tyson Fury. But about what he has the ethics, the knowledge of boxing. Oh yeah, and look what happened. He did lose. So it's like. Yeah, it's a completely that, bro. different game. It's yeah, a completely yeah. different game. Yeah. So you're right. I, I want to start getting into that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. And again, like what he did, to be fair, again, I don't like him, but yeah. it made people like you and I that may not be the biggest boxing fans yeah, know yeah. that there were fights happening, you know, and like yeah. and, and having to be talked about. Like boxing is a little bit of of a dying sport, I think, too, especially with the emergence of UFC. I think that's just completely yeah. taken over. So yeah. like it's cool. It's cool what he's doing and I mean, again, he's beating the dudes that I guess he should have. I can't fault him for that. But, uh, yeah, like you said, bro, you can't you can't just continue right now and try to face better boxers because you're going to get your ass kicked. Well, no one can say that, like, Jake Paul didn't re- revitalize boxing because boxing was dead. Once Mayweather yeah. was gone, it was like, who the fuck is left to right. box? So I think that he brought back the sport. But, again, like... I think I think it's good for the sport. A lot of people were pissed, like this isn't good for the sport. But yeah. you look at Mayweather. Mayweather goes over to like the Philippines and like fights for like fifty million dollars and just beats up a guy and leaves. Yeah, like exactly get his money, he walks away. So I think that I think it's good for the sport because it puts more eyes on it. I think what's bad for the sport is when you start doing like Twitch and like the fucking like bullshit. Like go back to like the real boxing where you're in Vegas. You know you're, yeah. you're in MMG. Like that shit. Like that to me is is better. It's crazy to think that he's able to do that. But hey, all no one's saying he's not a business guy. I I, yeah, I, yeah. I can't dig it. <clears throat> Definitely, man. I can get down with it. Hey, man, I'm excited for next week. We got some college um, basketball to talk about. Some mm-hmm. some bets. Some Liam's locks. This is Liam's yeah, time now. Some Liam locks for what he thinks. We got to get um, some Malik too, bro. Now that you're getting into the betting scene, I want to see <laughs> some of your locks. Some of what do you think? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take. I, I want to take it like a Malik journey. Like, let's see what I could turn this hundred dollars into. Yeah, like doing this best. I want to see if I lose it all in one shot. I lose all in one shot. I'm never yeah. doing it again. <laughs> but let's see what I could turn this hundred dollars into. I like it. Um, anything else you want to say, brother? No, no. I think it was a it was a good show. Listen for for football being over. I think we did a good job of kind of covering <laughs> covering all the bases. Yeah. Now now this is when real journalism comes into play, right? This is when we have to start thinking about our debates, or we have to start thinking about new topics that we want to share that can get the people thinking of like. Any sport, but get you to think about, oh, shit, that's really out there. Looking at the trades. We got to start talking about, all, as well, the uh, draft and things. What do we exactly. see in our league and all season stuff? So this is when the real journalism research begins. Definitely. Um, but, hey, continue support. Please go hit that subscribe button and that notification. Catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube at In Those We Trust Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at We Trust underscore podcast. And follow my guy on the Instagram at Liam Stokes 11 Yes, sir. Peace, guys. All right. Thanks, Lee.